Welcome to another part of the ongoing Kundalini Awakening series. I'm your host, Brent Spirit, here at your service. And that's what today's episode is all about, Kundalini Awakening and service. So we're about 26 episodes deep into this series. We've covered a lot of ground together. But I haven't spoken much about an extremely important aspect of the journey, which is, of course, service. Ultimately, that's where all of this journey leads. As we find stability in the advanced stages of this process, our hearts are open. We feel connected. We feel a sense of oneness, unity with the world, with our fellow human being, with nature, with the divine. We have access to meditative states of consciousness. There's a well of peace. We feel love. Naturally, when we're experiencing all of that after having you know, reached these advanced stages of the journey, offering all of that to others, serving others becomes a natural inclination. Okay, So today we're going to dive deep into what service really means. We're going to look at some of the ways that we can serve. We're also going to talk a little bit about some practices that you can engage in in order to open yourself up to the vocations, to the callings, to the invitations and opportunities that life will give you in order to serve, okay, because life wants you to be of service. Some of you may want to be of service yourself, but you don't know how, you don't know which direction to go. Well, I'm here to let you know that God, the universe, life, source, the world wants you to be of service as well. And so together you can work in cooperation and live out your mission, live out a life of service. That doesn't have to feel like this, you know, great self-sacrifice. It doesn't have to be super costly and taxing and stressful and, you know, feel like you're paying off some sort of debt. It can be the most fulfilling, joyful, perhaps even creative aspect of your life. Your life can have a really, really great meaning. It can leave behind a legacy. You can have a ripple effect on all of those that you know, will come to encounter the fruits of some of the service that you offer today, tomorrow and beyond. Okay, and so service doesn't have to be this like, you know, really, uh, it doesn't have to be a drag, it can be something really exciting, and it should be and it is. So that's what we're going to talk about today. If you haven't already, as always, I'd like to remind you to check out the other parts of this series, where you can find some important tips, practices and principles to get through your journey safely and smoothly. I've also got some really awesome interviews with some really great people who are living out lives of service. Pretty much all of them are. After having gone through the Kundalini process, after having reached advanced stages, where they found now, like I said, you know, they're living in these states where they can access great love, great oneness, and there really is no other option but to serve in some way. And that can look different for so many people, and we're going to talk all about that today. You can visit brentspirit.com to find more about me, my work. You can learn how to meet with me one-on-one -on -one to discuss any of your spiritual awakening challenges. You can also find some blog posts, some more free content just like this. Check it out, brentspirit.com. As well, if you like, you can also send me a message, send me an email uh, with any questions about your journey. If you're experiencing some difficulty, you've got a burning question, you want somebody to share some of your journey with, my inbox is open. I will get back to you as soon as I can, okay? So that's always something that you can do, and I will do my best for as long as I possibly can to get back to you in a prompt and timely manner. So 
so let's just get right into it. Enjoy the episode. talk a little bit about my journey here. So very early on in my Kundalini process, through grace, through synchronicity, I found myself at the clinic of a very great healer. And she became my mentor. I approached her and I said, Hey, I had these experiences. I think it's Kundalini. I don't know what the hell is going on. I need some help. And you're the closest person uh, that I feel might know what's going on. And that, to me, felt like a shot in the dark. I didn't really feel like I was going to get uh, any you know, answers or support from her. But I figured, you know, it's worth a shot. Who else am I going to ask? She's the best person that I can ask. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah. This happened to me, Kundalini. I had a Kundalini awakening. Happened to me about 15 years ago. And I remember just feeling so, so appreciative, so grateful, so blessed. Really felt, you know, that I was supported by life, having brought me to her. And of course she was there offering her support as well, offering her service to me. And I remember just feeling so, so, so grateful for that. And so, you know, we're talking a little bit about my process, but one thing specifically that she said to me within our first meeting discussing this stuff, she said, Brent, you have to get down on your knees and give yourself up your whole life. Give it all up to service. And so I went home, I did that. Didn't really know what I was doing, but I understood that if I just humble myself, give myself up to service, God, the universe will support me. Because at that point, having gone through this Kundalini awakening or actually going through it at the point, at that point, my life was in total shambles, completely turned upside down, no direction, no job, no money, relationships falling apart. Uh, an emotional wreck, psychologically complete wreck, didn't know who I was, didn't know what I was, all of this, you know, really, really, you know, big mess that I was living in. And I thought, okay, I don't know what to do. But if the universe has a role for me, I'll do that. And so I chose service as a practice in order to surrender to the process itself. I chose service as I chose dedicating my life to service in this way as a way to orient myself, to make sense of this journey, to not feel like it was happening for no reason. I thought, okay, the universe is putting me through this so I can be of service. And as things started to make sense as I, as I, you know, use service as a bit of a compass in this way. And so this gave me the courage to go through these hard times. Maybe you've experienced it. Some of the the experiences that you'll have on the Kundalini process, especially if you, you know, sort of get into it spontaneously out of nowhere without much preparation beforehand, you may feel like, you know, this is so, so difficult, so impossible. Uh, you're, you know, you're at your wits end and you may want to give up. And if this journey was only about myself, only about Brent, only about this body, this mind, this life, I probably would have given up. I probably would have said, you know, I can't, can't go on. This is not worth it. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, maybe I would have found a way out. I, I I don't know. But one thing that came to me was, you know, okay, I'll go through this if it means that I can be of service to others. That sort of gave me a little bit more courage, right? 
I like to think of it maybe, you know, sometimes there's a parent and maybe they're sick and they think, you know, I have to figure out how to heal. I have to keep going in order to be there for my kids or times are tough. They want to be there for their kids. If it was just for themselves, they maybe would have given up. So that was how I felt, you know, if it was just for me, maybe I would have given up, but I remembered, you know, I've I've been invited, called to be of service, not yet, not in the midst of those difficult times, but at some point down the line. And so that kept me in the game. I sort of found the strength, the energy, the faith, the courage to keep going. And so I knew that other people were going through even more difficult things than what I was going through. And what I was experiencing was just a taste. And I thought, okay, I'm having some difficulty right now, but there's people that are experiencing much, much more difficulty, not just in the spiritual journey, but just in general. And I thought, okay, I'm getting a little bit of taste of how much other people really suffer. And this developed my empathy. And I thought, okay, there's people that are suffering way, way more than I am. And I'm suffering a lot. Okay, I'll stick around if see if I can help and offer some support to those people, offer some relief in some way, in whatever way I'm called. I don't know what that way is at, the, at that point right now, but at some point down the line, I'll find my way. So, as I was saying, once Kundalini reaches like relative completion, we're stable, we've reached a sort of point where our healing journey is relatively complete. There's always going to be a little bit of healing left to do here and there. That's kind of ongoing, a little bit of tidying up, a little bit of maintenance. For the most part, we do reach a point where, you know, we're generally quite healed, stable, at peace. We feel love in our heart. We're not afraid. We're not in fight or flight. We're able to relax deeply into situations that we should be able to relax into, right? And so at that point, our chakras, they're, you know, they're functioning well, they're open, they're balanced, they're aligned, whatever you like to call it. And because we've addressed a lot of the trauma, a lot of the conditioning, we can actually live in this way where our chakras are all open, they're, they're functioning well. And our heart in particular becomes open. And so, like I said, we feel this strong sense of love, we feel a strong sense of connectedness, of oneness to the rest of the world, okay? So at this point, our work is generally come to a point of completion in terms of the healing work the, the dark night of the soul is over the intense healing cycles they're over they don't happen as often or as intensely we've learned the skills to emotionally regulate ourselves we've learned the skills to sit with ourselves and so you know we might ask okay what now what now right what's the next part of my life my journey do i just sit around in meditation and that's it you know, I've reached this level of peace. I've found access to deep states of meditation where I can go and escape almost into states of bliss. Is that what I'm supposed to do? You know, so we might ask these questions. But of course, there's more to the journey and I'm sure you've figured out by now, service. That's the next leg of the journey. It's being of service, right? So as you live in these states of oneness, we clearly see that by serving another person, serving the world, we are ultimately serving ourselves, okay? And so naturally we're inclined to do so. We're inclined to just continue the rest of our journey, continuing to serve ourselves, which comes through serving others. But there's so many different ways that we can be of service to other people. Okay, so this is very important to understand. Being a spiritual teacher, you know, making YouTube videos about spiritual things like me, it's just one of the many roles that we can play. Okay, 
truthfully, not everyone is called to play that role of, you know, being a spiritual teacher or, you know, some sort of overtly spiritual role. Few are, but most people are called to serve in, in very unique ways, okay? So keep that in mind about yourself. We sometimes only see and hear about people that have gone through this process, the Kundalini process, because then they become, you know, spiritual teachers. They're writing books about Kundalini. They're talking about Kundalini. We think, okay, that's what, what's going to happen to me. That's what my life is going to be about. I'm going to become the Kundalini person. But truthfully, not not all of us are going to end up doing that. A few of us will. And and if that happens to be you, you'll, you'll recognize that you'll be called. But for most of us, it's, it's not necessarily going to look like an overly spiritual role. And it's important to remember that, you know, the topic of spirituality isn't the only thing that's spiritual. Everything is spiritual, right? Construction is spiritual. Accounting is spiritual. That's one thing that we realize once you reach these advanced stages of the journey, of the spiritual journey, we realize everything is spiritual. So the distinction between the spiritual realm or the spiritual field or industry or marketplace, whatever, that falls away and we realize everything is spiritual. Everyone is God. Everything is divine. There's nothing that's not spiritual. You can't turn it off. You can't escape it. You can't take a break from it. You can't take a vacation from it. And so everything is recognized to be spiritual, okay? So any job, any vocation can be um, an outlet for you to serve in a spiritual way, okay? So these roles as well, when we're in service, they don't necessarily also need to be professional. They don't necessarily need to be our career per se. They can for some. For most, in some way or another in your your career, your professional life, it will take on a spiritual element where your spirituality will begin to express itself, maybe in an incognito way. You know, you may not use spiritual words, but you will naturally be more mindful, more present, radiate peace, radiate love, joy. You'll be more patient, be more able to listen, work from a place of passion as opposed to a place of unfulfillment and seeking fulfillment in the future and that sort of thing. But these roles don't necessarily need to be spiritual, uh, don't necessarily need to be professional roles, right? When you're being of service, you can also be a volunteer, for example. And as well, they can just, service can just become something that's interwoven into your everyday life in an incognito way. Nobody on the outside will really necessarily recognize anything spiritual about you. But with tact, you're able to, you know, like I said, interweave your spirituality into all of your everyday your everyday roles and, and purposes. And that can be how you live a life of service. So you don't necessarily need to be somebody talking about spirituality openly. Okay. So we can quite literally serve as, you know, somebody working in a soup kitchen, feeding the hungry. So literally serving the hungry food, right? That's one way we can do it. We can also, you know, completely change our careers to one that better aligns with our values. Maybe things sort of work out and that's appropriate for us to do, right? Maybe we lose our one job and suddenly we don't know what to do. And so we're forced to pick a new job, pick a new direction. And we happen to be able to pick something that more aligns with our spirituality, right? So these things can arise, but doesn't necessarily have to be in an obvious way, like I said, okay? In a previous episode, I mentioned the topic of Shakipat. If you haven't checked it out, I will. I invite you to check that out. Shakipat is a pretty cool thing. It's essentially the energetic transmission of the divine power, the divine energy, the divine force known as Shakti 
which is the essence of kundalini. That's why we call it kundalini shakti. So shaktipat is when somebody who's attained sort of advanced degree of kundalini shakti awakening, they have access to shaktipat, which is this radiance of shakti. They're able to transmit it. They're able to send it out and offer it out to anybody who may be willing or able to receive it. Okay. And so shaktipat in this way, shakti, that spiritual power, it's contagious, right? So everywhere you go, somebody's receptive, they can pick up on it. They may not pick up on it and, you know, have their kundalini fully awakened. You know, they may not have like some, you know, spinal energetic rising, but they may just get a little bit of a feeling of peace. They may just get an insight. They may just feel a little bit more present and they may have, they may not know it had anything to do with you, but they may just feel some benefits of having crossed paths with you. Okay. So this is how we can be of service as well. And so this can happen in any context. It doesn't necessarily need to happen, you know, as you play the role of yoga teacher or meditation teacher or psychic or anything. You can just be doing any job, really, any job, okay? So for example, maybe you're a bartender. With every drink that you serve to your customers, you can just, you know, put a little bit of shakti into that drink, a little bit of a blessing. Just give it out. Right. When people are chatting with you, you chat and you listen to them, right? You really empathize with them. And they don't have to know anything about spirituality. They don't have to know anything about your Kundalini awakening, but you're being of service in this way. It's a higher purpose being served out here. Okay. Another example, maybe you're a personal trainer, right? Your service can be to get people back in touch with self love, self acceptance. It doesn't mean that, you know, they don't work out or anything. They can work out from a place of self-love as opposed to from a place of self-hate and wanting to change themselves, for example. So these are the ways that any job can become a very spiritual job. Any job can be aligned with service. And so you got to reconsider maybe your career, your professional life, and how that looks if you haven't already, okay? As well, service can look like, you know, just simply spreading joy, spreading love, spreading happiness, laughter, humor, right? Hope, peace, right? Just smiling at somebody. This is all service. It's all very, very powerful, okay? Especially to those that are, you know, going through really difficult things. The smallest gesture can really, really mean a lot, okay? So maybe your expression of joy is through art, through music, for example. Now, that can also be of service. And like I said, Service can be a very creative thing. It can be fun. It can be enjoyable. It can be something you're really passionate about. So maybe art, maybe music, maybe things like that are the ways that you are of service and you got to own that. You don't have to feel like it's, you know, just all about you being a rock star and you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to say, oh, you know, I had this Kundalini awakening. I should be a healer. Instead, you know, I'm, you know, making music, painting. That can all be very, very healing for people that encounter your art as well. So you got to be able to zoom out and see that like the impact of art, the impact of a meaningful conversation, it's just so, so huge, okay? So it doesn't need to be undermined if you want to compare it to like, you know, quite literal healing work, okay? All of this is service. All of this is service, okay? Just simply listening to somebody deeply, really just having a really meaningful conversation with somebody, with a friend, family member, partner, some stranger that you meet, all this can have really, really big impacts on people, okay? So maybe your calling isn't to write a spiritual book, 
or to have a spiritual YouTube channel. Maybe it's just to be the most grounded, balanced, centered, and yet conscious, awakened, present, parent, partner, friend, coworker. Okay? So really, really expand your definition of what service really means and how it can look. This is why my mentor, you know, told me to get down on my knees and surrender to service, right? She didn't tell me, okay, this is what you're going to have to do. She just told me, surrender your life to service. And so this is how I oriented my life and my journey around service, not necessarily knowing how it would unfold. So service isn't so much about the outward expression, about the role that you're playing. It's more about the inner orientation, okay? So a question you can ask is, has my attention, my awareness, my sense of who I am, has that moved outwards into the world to encompass the world itself as well as this body, as this mind? If so, then from that point, service comes naturally. Right? That's your orientation. Your identity has expanded to include the world. And so you're just serving yourself, taking care of yourself, right? In the way that we all should anyway, right? So like I was saying, when my mentor, she told me, you know, get down on your knees, surrender yourself to service. This wasn't just something that I did one time and that was it. It was done. I was completely surrendered. You know, it's not a black and white binary thing, right? It's something that I had to do many, many times over and over and over again as my journey unfolds, is something that I continue to do and it's something that I'll always do. Every now and then, I just recognize my life is about service. I give myself up to God, to the universe, to the divine, to the divine mother, Kundalini Shakti. And I just say, I'm yours. Have your way with me. If there's something I need to do, guide me. I'm available, okay? So, one of the most common struggles that many people who meet with me say is they say, you know, I don't have any direction in my life anymore, right? So Kundalini can cause a person to suddenly leave their job or maybe they'll lose their job by some sort of crazy coincidence. You know, you may have a, a change of heart about your career. You may lose interest in the things that, you know, you were once passionate about. And suddenly you're left with this, this empty space, just a void in your life, lack of direction. And from that place, people, you know, they get afraid. They wonder, you know, am I ever going to be able to work again? What is my life going to look like? You know, I had all these dreams and aspirations to do this or that. And now I don't have the means. I don't have the energy. I don't have the interest anymore. And I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on in my life. Once this Kundalini process reaches relative completion, if it ever does, am I going to be okay? Or am I going to be, you know, like some sort of just like a person meditating, sitting on the couch or sitting on the street? And I always tell them, you know, in some way or another, you're going to be of service. That's what this journey is all about. The universe is not investing and in initiating you and training you with all of these skills. It's not healing you in order for you to just sit on your couch or sit on the street and meditate. It's training you for a purpose so that you can be of service in some way. Okay. And like I said, like I've been saying, that doesn't mean you're going to write books about spirituality, but you're going to be of service in some way. You're going to share this energy with others in some way. You're going to benefit other people as a result of your spiritual journey in some way. Okay. So once you recognize that, 
just like how my mentor told me, you know, get down on your knees, give up your life of service. This idea of service begins to orient our lives. Okay, it gives us a direction. And we may not necessarily have a clear career path or clear vocation or plan, but that doesn't mean that we can't be of service to others in our immediate circumstances. Okay, so as long as we're oriented around service, we can always be of service. Right? We can always, you know, give somebody our ear. We can listen to them. We can smile at somebody. We can offer joy. If we're doing, you know, seemingly mundane work, we can turn it into a spiritual practice. Like I said, you know, the bartender serving, you know, alcohol can also bless the alcohol and give that to a person, right? So all of this can be of service. It's the w are ways that we can be of service until we really get that clear call and clear message for what that might be, okay? So in this way, we can see that the line between, you know, our career and our recreation, between work and play, all of this is going to begin to blur, right? So service becomes really the only thing left for us to do in our life at all. Like it's all a blur. It's all about service. It doesn't matter what we're doing anymore. It's all about service. Okay. So if you don't know yet and you're curious, you know, how am I meant to serve then? I'm going through this Kundalini awakening process. I read some advanced stages, or maybe I'm going through some difficult parts right now. And I don't know what is my life going to look like? Well, I invite you to just like I did, just like I continue to do. Surrender yourself, give yourself up to the divine ask for a calling and just wait with patience, right? Pay attention to the impulses, the invitations, the opportunities that come, okay? So I sometimes talk to the universe or to God or to the divine mother. And I say something like, you know, I'm here, I'm at your service. I'm willing to do whatever it is that you want me to do, but I'm not gonna fight or struggle to try and figure it out. Show me the way. I'm listening, I'm watching, I'm paying attention. I'm open, I'm receptive. Thank you, right? So I say a prayer like that, have a conversation like that. And then I simply relax and I wait and I let go of any guilt about not taking action or being lazy or not being productive. And in time, I receive some sort of calling, some sort of impulse, some sort of uh, inclination. Either it's an external invitation calling context or internally I get an urge to go and do something or go on the internet and look something up or have a conversation with somebody and suddenly it starts to snowball and it turns into something else right it turns into another project or another avenue or something like that some opportunity to serve comes about okay so you can have similar conversations like this with the universe yourself you can make little bits of deals um, don't always feel like you have to be super polite even right? Like in my prayer, I say, you know, God, universe, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm ready to serve, but I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to try and figure it out. You have to tell me what to do, right? So you can make these kinds of demands, be a little assertive. It sort of makes the relationship with the universe with God a little bit more real as opposed to this like overly polite and insincere thing. It's a real relationship, and so you can be a little assertive. You can make some demands in this way, not like overly selfish demands, but like, you know, have a bit more of a real relationship. Don't be afraid to be assertive, to ask for what you want. Have some, have a bit of a spine. I think God likes that. The universe likes to see that. At least that's what I've observed in my own life. 
So once we begin to be of service, in whatever way that is, it's important to remember a few things. So firstly, we don't need to become egotistical about it. You know, ego can latch onto anything. I'm sure you've probably figured this out by now. Even something really noble, such as service. So it's very important that we're mindful of whether or not we're using our roles to show others that, you know, we're better than them or anything like that. Humility is key and service makes us humble. Remember that it is an honor to serve, is a privilege, and it's nothing to take for granted. And it's something to feel like, you know, we're entitled to do service work. Service work is reserved only for those who are humble, courageous, willing to see from a mature standpoint that, you know, their existence is not limited to just their body mind, willing to be mature enough to recognize that, yes, there is a ripple effect. If you give something out in the end, it does benefit you in some way. So these are the people that service is really reserved for. So don't feel like it's, you know, something we're, we're entitled to. Okay. We don't want to let our ego become, um, you know, big because, you know, we're playing roles of service as well. Find balance between taking care of yourself, taking breaks, resting. This is very, very important. You must take care of yourself if you wish to support others in a sustainable and ongoing way. Okay. We cannot pour from an empty cup. Can't share what we don't have. So serve yourself in this way, not out of selfishness, but out of a higher purpose, a higher reasoning to offer as much as you can to others without burning out. Okay. So this is important. Yes, you may dedicate your life to service, but that doesn't mean that you don't take care of yourself. Very, very, very important. And with that said, there's no rush also to get into service roles, right? It's no rush. Take care of yourself. Maybe you've just come out of a very, very intense Kundalini process and you need some time to just settle in and relax. Maybe you need some time to just meditate and enjoy the new states of expanded awareness that you've got access to. Maybe you've got to take some time to give your system a bit of a breather. Do that. There's no rush. There's no rush. There's no reason to feel guilty. You must, in fact, because like I said, you cannot share what you don't have. Okay. As well, even though you may give your entire life up to service, that doesn't mean that we don't need to employ boundaries. Okay. Very, very important. You'll have to find time Sorry, you'll have to find ways to manage your time, manage your energy when dealing with other people, when dealing with, you know, your work, okay? So you'll have to be able to learn how to say no, right? And that doesn't mean that you're not dedicated to service. It goes back to what I was saying before. If you don't take care of yourself, you'll burn out and you can't help others. So you have to learn how to give your energy out in a sustainable way that affords you time to rest, rejuvenate, recharge, gather yourself, evolve, go to the next level, integrate some of the lessons that you'll be learning as you do service work. So you have to learn how to say no. You have to learn how to tell people not right now, later, things like that. And this is an ongoing thing. I'm still learning to do this myself as well. For many of us who are, you know, spiritual, we come from, you know, maybe we're empaths, you know, we tune into what other people are feeling and we want them to feel better. So that can cause a lot of codependence and, you know, causes us to be people pleasers. You know, we don't, we have trouble saying no. And now if you've, you know, start to orient yourself around service, it can further, you know, uh, amplify this issue. 
And so we want to be mindful of this, right? Boundary is very, very important. Having a spine, very, very important, okay? Now, if you don't figure out boundaries, if you don't, you know, actively work on it, it's not a big deal because life is going to teach you. You're going to go through some situations that are going to force you to figure out your boundaries. People are going to walk all over you. And the purpose of that is to teach you to learn how to stand up for yourself and say no and, and have a spine and uh, not be such a, you know, codependent people pleaser. Okay. So if you would like to avoid those difficult situations, start practicing boundaries now before you're forced into a corner where you have to learn. Okay. Very, very important. Just because you're dedicated your life to service does not mean you don't have boundaries. Does not mean you don't take care of yourself. Okay. So for me, I'm here playing the role of spiritual teacher, being of service, right? But there are parts of my life where I'm not perfectly, you know, dedicate to service 100% in everything that I do. And I can admit that, honestly, it's an ongoing thing that I'm working on, right? My careers, they're still developing. I'm relatively young, okay? But as I get older, I'm starting to notice that things are, you know, beginning to fall away. And every aspect of my life is just becoming oriented around this idea of service, okay? Not just as his role as spiritual teacher, by the way, just in general, in my relationships, my relationship with myself, you know, now I take care of my body, not just for my own self, but, you know, so that I can be able to serve others. So all of this is now starting to, you know, my whole life is starting to just be, become about service in some way or another, okay? And this is something that unfolds over time. It has been unfolding over time and it will continue unfolding over time. And so... I invite you to, in the same way, honor the blossoming and the development of your role as a person of service. Don't beat yourself up if you, you know, don't figure out how to be a perfect saint by tomorrow. I don't think you'll ever be a perfect saint. I don't think I ever will be. Being service is like any other part of the journey. It's an unfolding that brings something new each day. And just remember, really remember, there's no rush in any of this. Really, there's no rush. You don't have to get ahead of yourself like the rest of this kundalini process surrender it all to god give yourself up to god let god have its way with you and in time you'll find yourself where you need to be doing the things that you need to be doing and it will all make sense until then like i said you can make those sort of deals with the universe you just say hey i'm here i'm receptive i'm available i'm willing show me a sign give me an invitation push me but I'm not going to chase. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to stress. So you can have that type of conversation. I really invite you to do that. Very, very powerful stuff. So that's today's episode all about Kundalini and service. Hope it's been insightful for you. Let me know what you think. If you have any questions, any feedback, maybe you have some experience with this topic of, you know, finding your, your footing as you navigate this journey you know, being of service. Let me know. Leave a comment below. Have a bit of a discussion. You can also send me an email. You can find out more about me, my work. You can find some more free content like this at brentspirit.com. You can also find out how to meet with me one-on-one -on -one if you'd like to as well. Also, if you feel like you can make a donation there, if you feel called, that will support me in this work to keep it going. You can find out all about that at brentspirit.com. I look forward to connecting with you all. And until next time, thanks for tuning in. Much love and peace.